events. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast, and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. If you're watching on YouTube, there have been some changes in the living arrangements, if you will. I am recording with you guys from uh, not our not our new couch, but uh, our our old couch in a new location. Uh, Valerie and I, my lovely girlfriend, have moved. We are no longer in Riverside County. We're back. We're back in L.A. County. Although I'm not sure she ever lived in L.A. County, but anyway, it's just her and I. We are here. Uh, uh, well, some of you know where it is, and we'll keep it at that for now. But uh, it's good to be back with you guys. We took a break last week from the podcast. I recorded uh, an episode, an interview, I should say. But uh, we took the week off from our regularly scheduled programming, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, as you guys have uh, become accustomed to. Uh, we started this back in, well, as far as uh, weekly shows, Back in, I think, March, maybe around April 1st, somewhere in there of 2020. And we had time during the lockdown, nothing else to do but to podcast. So we did just that. I did shows every day. Uh, Bill Barnes was our weekly guest on Wednesdays and, and Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. We tried to bring in a new guest and, and talk to them about current events and, and their life's journey and everything. So that was the beginning of the podcast. I eventually got a job in September and we went to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday format. It has evolved into, uh, I, I really am proud of the product that we've put out there. And uh, it has evolved into a fun show, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, with long form interviews on Fridays, Wednesdays, the weekly Wednesday weigh-in with Bill Barnes. And Mondays is kind of a freelance show, a show of, uh, for my opinions, really, on the matters at hand, uh, sports-related, current events. And of course, uh, what we try to do on Mondays is a segment called Suds with Studs, where we honor some heroes, talk briefly about some courageous actions of people in the military, law enforcement, sometimes just everyday uh, civilians doing a, who, ha who came across a, an impossible situation. But uh, I got my football here, my, uh, my couch side football, that uh, it, it means football season is close. It is very, very close. I'm actually recording this on Monday. Sometimes I record it Sunday or a few days before, but this is Monday morning. This will be out around noon or so today, August 9th. And I'm going to tell you a few things today about moving forward. Some guests that will be on the podcast soon, some uh, additions really to the Monday show now that it is football season. Uh, not much will change with Wednesdays, of course, with Bill Barnes, as long as he's willing to commute out here a little further from his home than it was before when I was in Eastvale. Uh, so hopefully he still comes out here and I think our setup here on the couch, uh, we'll, we'll have to do some rearranging, but, uh, we'll make it work. I think Bill's been committed to the, to the program. And I think he was, he was okay. Having the week off last week, our first week off since we started this thing. I, I, I think that's probably a good thing to take a breather and to recharge the batteries. And it, they were definitely needed for me with the moving and everything. We moved in August 1st. And this entire week has just been one of constantly building things, erecting things, uh, moving things, um, getting packages nonstop, 
emptying boxes, loading boxes up and taking them elsewhere. I mean, it's just been chaos. Uh, for those of you who've moved a time or two, you know what I'm talking about. So I didn't think there was any way to fit in the podcast. And, and I'm kind of glad that we didn't give it a, a try. But uh, it, it's been fun. Valerie and I are all moved in. A few things left around here to, to uh, uh, you know, fix and everything. And, and God bless Valerie because, you know, there, there's things I, I do not do well. And one of those, uh, it's definitely a man card violation. In, in my regard, I'll, I'll hammer myself here. And for those of you who've listened before, you know, I, I am not very good at construction of any kind, uh, assembly. I just, it's, it's a patience thing. I think more than anything, I get frustrated. I read very slow on directions and uh, it's just best that she kind of does that while I assist her because she's be- far better at it than I am. And uh, maybe I should be better. But uh, I really do appreciate her doing, doing, doing the things that a lot of men should be doing that, that uh, I, I fall short of. So shame on me. I know some of you out there laughing and probably going, man, you got to man up, Matt. That's brutal. But uh, it is what it is. One of my, uh, well, one of my many uh, faults, we'll say. So uh, today, guys, the podcast, I don't know how long I'm going to go. Um, uh, like I said, we're set up here. Finally got all the rooms together. We got pictures out. Uh, I, I thought when we moved in, we needed a podcast room. We still have kind of that office upstairs with like a guest room, but I thought, let's just bring it to the couch. Let's, uh, let's do it in the living room. No one will be home ever to really interrupt. So uh, there's no reason we can't do that. So that's kind of the plan moving forward here with the get home safe podcast. I do have a suds with studs segment. I want to talk to you guys about, which we'll get to here soon. I have some comments uh, just kind of in summary of the Olympics that are pretty much wrapped up now and, and, and all done with. There was a few stories in there that uh, I, I took note of, and I have some thoughts there. I'm excited about uh, the football season upcoming. Uh, just watched the Hall of Fame enshrinement over the weekend, the class of 2020 on Saturday night and class of 2021 on Sunday night. They, they did that uh, because of the whole COVID thing. They postponed the, the 2020 class from last year. So I remember I was watching Saturday night going, Oh, I didn't realize, uh, you know, or no, that's what it was. I saw Saturday night and then also Sunday. I was like, oh, they did it back two days. Like, then I realized, oh, it's two different enshrinements. Uh, so that was cool. Cool seeing some of the legends. And I, I have some, uh, just some brief comments on that. Uh, Hard Knocks, the Dallas Cowboys this year is, is upcoming, starts on Tuesday. For those of you who have HBO, it's kind of the behind the scenes look into training camp with this year, the Dallas Cowboys. Last year was the Rams and Chargers. I think the year before that it was the Raiders. So always kind of cool, kind of gets, gets your, gets your blood flowing for the upcoming uh, NFL season. And don't forget about college football. That's less than a month away. I'm not sure when the, uh, the first game is um, usually labor day weekend, right? Uh, that that's Saturday. And then there's usually a primetime game that Monday. So we'll, we'll t- get to all that today. Uh, one thing I want to tell you about Mondays and going forward, first of all, I think next Monday, uh, I'm going to do an episode with Valerie again. We did one last Friday or the Friday before our, our last, um, our, our last episode before taking a week off. And that was a lot of fun, but the audio was kind of screwed up. And so uh, you couldn't really hear her very well. So I thought it was a fun episode, uh, kind of us anticipating the big move. And I'd like to do another one now with a, with a, uh, 
an updated version of us having officially moved, maybe some funny stories and things. I'm not having her on weekly or anything, but I did tell you guys that I wouldn't mind having her on, you know, once every couple months, at least much like I like having my brother, Sam on, I like to have him on, you know, at least once a month and maybe football season will be different, but so that's kind of uh, something to look forward to for a Monday episode. Additionally, as we get closer to the football season, you guys know, I love my alma mater, real Hondo prep, big high school football fan. And uh, we had some good coverage of them in the springtime. We talked with head football coach, Mark Carson on a time or two uh, during this football season. And I want to do that in going forward. Uh, Mondays here during football season are going to be pretty full. A lot of it will just be me and my opinions from the college games and the NFL games. But I also want to cover real Hondo prep. I want on Mondays to have Mark Carson on. It doesn't need to be the full hour or anything. And maybe for 20 minutes or so, the plan is to talk about recapping the game they just played, except for week one, obviously. Um, talk about that game, kind of what went wrong, what went right, um, what he, he liked from the game. And then also looking forward to the upcoming Friday's game. So kind of a, a weekly Monday, uh, Mondays with Mark, we'll call him. Uh, talking real Hondo prep football for a short segment on the podcast. So that's my plan. I also want to do a, a preview show uh, for the season upcoming for real Hondo and talk to Mark Carson, maybe before that week one game. Um, they open up against the dreaded Pasadena Poly Panthers who uh, they actually played in their last game, their last game, of course, at the Rose Bowl back on April 1st. Uh, but they open up against Pasadena Poly on August 27th. So my hope is, if everything goes correctly, that first, that Monday, the Monday before uh, the Friday game there, we'll talk with Mark Carson about the upcoming football season. Give us a preview of who the players are, uh, some new faces, right? Some guys have graduated and everything. So some new faces and new positions and kind of uh, talk about the overall schedule, I think is what we'll do in that that first episode, some some great, uh, great teams on the schedule this year. They play Linfield Christian. Uh, we had head coach Deshaun Burns, who's a head coach down there. We had him on the podcast uh, a few months back. So I'm glad to see that game came together. Of course, game against uh, Boron Temple City on the schedule this year. Pretty cool. Uh, and then a new kind of league format, league, league schedule that we'll talk about with head football coach Mark Carson on Mondays during the football season, the first show should be, let's see, 827. So whatever that Monday is, the 20, August 23rd, I think that Monday will be our first show with uh, football coach Mark Carson. Uh, so if you have questions or topics you want me to get to Mark, I'll remind you guys as we get closer, but uh, that is the plan. So talking real, real Honda prep football, a full season, I hope this year, none of that three game spring season they just did, uh, a full season here as Real Hondo Prep uh, attempts to uh, keep the tradition rolling, really, with Real Hondo Prep football. So that's the plan, RHP football. Uh, we love all the RHP sports, but we all know that football kind of makes the world go around, and, and the Real Hondo Prep football tradition speaks for itself. So we want to talk to uh, head coach Mark Carson weekly, if we can, on Mondays, and talk about uh, the other football stories on uh, in, in and around college football and uh, the NFL. That's the plan for the next couple of weeks. Okay, Val and then Mark. Uh, I want to tell you about our upcoming guests. I have recorded with a few already and have uh, set these aside. They're ready to go. The next few Fridays are going to be fun. A very wide range of guests. 
Um, we're first going to be joined by my good friend, Andy Angelo, who I have umpired uh, baseball with and, and uh, at the high school and like youth level and stuff. He's, he used to always assign me a lot of games for extra money and things. Um, I refereed a lot of high, uh, high school football with him. Uh, just a good friend. He loves real Hondo prep. He goes down there and, and works a lot of the junior high games. So he has a few uh, great stories to, to talk about. Uh, uh, he, he is, he's a, a army veteran. His son uh, was a combat medic uh, with the multiple tours uh, in, in, in Iraq. So a proud member of the army. Uh, Andy's father was uh, also in the army in uh, Normandy among the first landing craft. So uh, a few stories there to chat about with Andy that I'm looking forward to. That should be this Friday. The following week, we're going to be joined, or we've already recorded these episodes, of course, but we're going to be joined by Brandon Hayashi, the head football coach at Citrus College, uh, just recently was promoted to head coach. So we're going to talk about his football journey, uh, his coaching stops along the way, where he played college ball, and just uh, coaching philosophies and kind of now that you're in charge of a program, what that's like. So that was a fun conversation. Can't wait for you guys to hear that. And the other interview I have already recorded that you guys are going to have to wait a few weeks for is uh, Real Hondo Prep graduate, 1992, Rod Bazuzzi, who is a uh, longtime contributor, longtime police officer uh, down in Huntington Beach. So he had some stories uh, about being a cop and, of course, his days at Real Hondo Prep, playing alongside the likes of Todd Carson, Rick Johnson, uh, Pete Clark, Jeff Fairley, John Lee. I, I'll forget some names, of course, but um, that legendary class and not just class, but uh, group of guys really that have uh, come on the podcast and, and talked a little bit already, a few different guys. Uh, so it was a fun conversation with Rod talking uh, mostly about football, police work, uh, him being a fan of the podcast. I can't wait for you guys to hear that. And of course, Rod put some pressure on Mr. Peter Clark. He said, hey, if Pete, if Pete comes on, I'll come on. Well, Rod beat him to it. I've already talked to Pete. We're going to really try to make that happen. I know for those of you who uh, don't or who, who know Pete, you're greatly anticipating that interview. I have not had a chance to do it yet, but he is committed to doing it. And as soon as he feels uh, up, up to it, we will make that happen. So that's kind of a, a look inside the next couple weeks here, maybe the next month of episodes here for the Get Home Safe podcast, right? Building up to, to football season. So as I promised you guys, I'm always looking for guests, always trying to record episodes in a timely manner so that we can continue to have great guests on Fridays and in some situations upcoming, uh, perhaps on on uh, Mondays. I spilled coffee on my lovely shirt here, of course, while the camera is a, is, is a shining. Oh, man. First hit. First hit. Well, it's been a few hits, but we just isn't that always the case? I, we just did laundry yesterday and uh, I get a stain on my shirt. Not that you know, you, you can't do laundry again, but, uh, in our new place here, we don't have laundry in our unit. We have to walk across the parking lot to a shared area or go to the laundromat, which we've, uh, we've done both of anyway, you guys don't care about that stuff. I'm just venting away. So exciting things for the, the podcast upcoming, you know, Mondays, I typically break down sports, but in the summer, the dog days of summer sports are kind of, kind of dry. I know we just had the Olympics and things, uh, but, um, you know, we're, we're kind of just waiting around for football season. Although Saturday night, uh, our first official hosting thing, I guess we did. We did have some people over here, of course, for UFC, UFC 265. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Derek Lewis uh, went down in the heavyweight uh, title fight to uh, Gane, I think was his name. 
anyway, you guys, I'm sure you guys can, can look it up, but another great UFC event. I love that sport. I love their leadership. Just a spectacular product that uh, never gets old. So that was fun. It felt like officially home. Once you, you kind of sit down and watch UFC on a Saturday night or have a cup of coffee, uh, on a Sunday morning on your couch, you know, little things that you're like, man, this is, this is home, home, sweet home. So uh, Valerie will be here to tell you all about that next week, next Monday, as her and I are just so happy to be here, to be out on our own. We loved our roommates. That was a good time with uh, our good friends, Mike and Lauren, but you know, I think every couple has a, has a moment in time where they need to uh, be on their own. Right. And then be living with just them, but uh, some good times at the old, Cassell house, the, uh, the castle, if you will, uh, we will miss it, but we have new memories to make here, uh, in our, in our home here in, uh, well, I'll say Covina, Covina, California. Anyway, uh, let's see, let's get to our studs with studs segment. I told you guys a few weeks ago that, uh, when I did a, a studs with studs, I I'm a big, uh, this isn't a sponsor or anything, but I'm a supporter of black rifle coffee and, uh, um, I think pretty good coffee, you know, it's like a subscription service. Well, they support veterans and police officers and things. So it just kind of makes sense to do that. But anyway, they put out this magazine. Um, I got notifications and I, and I will post this, uh, article, uh, on our Facebook page, the get home safe, uh, Facebook page. Um, I will post this, but it's coffee or die magazine. And it's by black rifle coffee. And they, they write up some, some pretty good stories. And basically exactly what we're looking for on studs with studs. We're looking to talk about some heroes, uh, people that we would love to sit down and, and have a cold one with, and not just by the first round, but every single round. So uh, a lot of these people that we talk about are those who are no longer with us because they've either passed away naturally over uh, old age, or they have, uh, they were taken from us in the, in their heroic actions and lost their life um, admirably giving to others usually. So this is an article written, uh, by Black Rifle Coffee, Coffee or Die magazine. I, I did one a few weeks back. Um, Shannon, what was her name? Shannon. Uh, anyway, she was like a special forces, one of the first females in special forces. And uh, that really fun article to to check out, even though she, of course, uh, not a fun read because she lost her life. And But you know what I mean. So here is this recent article. This is about two soldiers who were killed in 2017 in an ambush of a special forces team. Uh, they were attached to, they were symbolically awarded uh, Green Berets. As you know, Green Berets are pretty uh, elite fighting force. These guys were honored symbolically as, as Green Berets, even though they weren't Green Berets themselves. Uh, the article reads, and it was written by uh, Maggie Benzivi uh, recently, July 21st, 2021. And uh, this, uh, the headline reads, they fought to death. They fought to the death alongside Green Berets. Now they are Green Berets. So two young soldiers here who were not Green Berets, but were symbolically awarded uh, the Green Beret title after uh, their heroic actions. And I will read that to you here now. In a rare honor, two soldiers who fought to the death alongside Special Forces teammates in an infamous October 2017 ambush in Niger were symbolically presented with Green Berets on Tuesday. Sergeant LeDavid Johnson and Sergeant First Class Jeremiah Johnson were assigned to an 11-man team with 3rd Special Forces Group in Niger on October 4, 2017. When the unit was ambushed by more than 100 Islamic State Group terrorists on a remote road, 
The team became separated during the ambush with four of the men killed and two injured. The team, along with more than 30 Nigerian troops, were pursuing a local ISIS commander, Dundun Shefu. A helicopter support team pulled out due to weather conditions, leaving the team exposed in Tongo, Tongo, near the border with Mali. There is a video below here in the article. Again, I will post this article uh, for you guys to read. But there's also a video here uh, with some pretty heavy content of the ambush itself. So you can watch kind of what was unfolding. And it says the video below, which is age-restricted, contagious combat footage of the 2017 Niger ambush. After the initial ambush, which disabled most of the team's vehicles, LaDavid Johnson, a wheeled vehicle mechanic from Miami, Florida, became isolated with three Nigerian soldiers who were each quickly shot as they looked for cover. Alone, Sergeant Johnson found cover about 1.6 kilometers or one mile, the Army said in its final report from the ambush site. He engaged the enemy with both an M240 machine gun and M2010 sniper rifle until he was killed by enemy fire. His body was not recovered for 48 hours after the incident, leading to the fears that he had been captured. However, the Army concluded that his wounds which came from at least two different kinds of guns, were consistent with having been hit with a sporadic fire while firing up until his death. He received a posthumous silver star for his actions. Then Staff Sergeant Jeremiah Johnson, a chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear specialist from New Bern, North Carolina, was one of three members of the team who died together. Staff Sergeant Johnson and Green Beret, Green Beret's Brian C. Black and Dustin M. Wright became isolated. By the accounts of their teammates and investigations afterwards, they stuck with one another as each became wounded rather than flee as the main enemy force overran them. Johnson's and Wright's bodies were found together with extensive close-range wounds. In the awards ceremony, Johnson was described as having, quote, maneuvered multiple times across open terrain through intense and accurate fire from an overwhelming hostile force to protect his team. Jeremiah Johnson joined the active duty army in 2008 after a year in the army reserves. He was awarded a bronze star with valor in 2019 for his role in the fight and was posthumously promoted to Sergeant first class. Quote, their actions were key to saving the lives of multiple soldiers reads the citation inducting Sergeant Johnson and Sergeant First Class Johnson into the honorary ranks of the Green Berets. Well, it goes without saying, but uh, to Johnson and Johnson, uh, the two brave soldiers killed in 2017, you are heroes and two people that I would love to sit down and have a beer with, and not just by the first round, but every single round. So a pretty crazy scenario there. I can't imagine being ambushed, knowing you're outnumbered, knowing you're probably going to die, but just giving it everything you had, having to be shot by multiple guns, but having to just fight to the death, literally. I mean, there, there had to be fear there. I, I don't know if you're overcome by fear in that moment, or if you're just the adrenaline's just pumping, you don't have time to be afraid. I don't know. But to, to these guys, uh, just one of many examples of guys we want to continue to talk about here on a weekly segment, hopefully weekly, usually on Mondays, 
uh, Suds with Studs. So if you have any more suggestions of people like this, please send them my way. I love talking about heroes in the military, police. Uh, it doesn't matter. It could be everyday citizens. But uh, I will post this article uh, so that you guys can read it and, of course, see some of the, uh, the footage there. It's rather intense. Not recommended for children by any means. So uh, please, uh, please check that out on our Facebook page. Uh, after this episode, I, I will post that. Okay. Um, okay. So, so the Olympics, right? We're going for the past few weeks, a, a delayed after uh, they were canceled in, in 2020. So these are the 2020 Olympics, basically, in 2021. Um, a lot of storylines, of course, uh, you know, America usually up there in the, the medal count. Um, as a kid, I, I liked watching the track and field, the races, the sprints. I thought those were really cool. Um, basketball was kind of always, always fun to watch to see, you know, all these NBA guys together uh, playing on one team. I mean, anytime, you know, my, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson on the same team, or, you know, what is Kobe and LeBron or whoever, like it was crazy seeing all these guys, all-star teams basically participating, uh, baseball, which is kind of like come and go and like not always there. Uh, it's back in the Olympics, which, which I think is cool. The U S fell to Japan in the gold medal game. Uh, you know, very, very tough loss to lost two to nothing. And I'm a good friend, Todd Carson. And I are always big uh, USA baseball fans. So I didn't see any of that, but I was, uh, you know, cheering them on. Obviously you, you typically root for USA, right? I mean, why would you not root for your country? And it's also fun for, for those of us who have heritage elsewhere, whether you, you know, uh, you, you uh, have uh, British descent or Peruvian or, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Filipino dislike to see kind of countries where your heritage is from, your ancestors are fun to kind of cheer for them. Right. I'm like, I always say, Hey, how's the how's, uh, how's Netherlands doing there? Uh, usually not, not great, but um, you know, pull for them. Um, so the Olympics are, I don't know. They're, they're entertaining usually. And how could you not root against root root for uh, your, your country's team? Well, it brought up a point that I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of people experienced uh, this week or last week with the U S women's soccer team. And they've become so woke. So um, I don't know. So outspoken uh, about, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. They're uh, they're protesting, but um, just the whole concept of not standing for the national anthem, which I, I don't know if you were allowed to or not. I, I, I didn't even watch because I, I didn't want to be disappointed. Um, but I saw, you know, like when the game started, everyone takes a knee right before the game. I'm just like, what, what are we doing? And so I heard arguments about people who were saying, how could you root against America? Because people like me, I'll be honest, I was glad when they lost. They lost to Canada. I think they ended up with the bronze medal, right? Or whatever. Um, and the U.S. women's soccer team is usually uh, the best in the world, right? And people say, oh, how could you root against America? They wore USA on their chest. Like, they're Americans. Well, I was trying to, like, explain that and think about that. And um, the, the, the best analogy I came up with was, first of all, they, they are, to me, not rep- representing America. I think they, they pissed off a lot of America with their actions. And so there were people rooting against them. These are things I never thought I'd say. I was rooting against a, an American team to fail. And I was trying to be like, how can I justify this? Like, and you don't really need to justify anything. But my point is, I remember 
throughout our history. And I saw it a lot with like the Iraq war, right. And obviously Afghanistan and uh, you saw it a lot in Vietnam uh, protests, massive protests over um, the military being involved somewhere. And you'd always hear stuff. Also we support the troops, but not the cause, you know, stuff like that. And it was just like, I'm allowed to root against an American sports team just like a lot of people out there have rooted against the United States in military conflicts. How many people protested the, the, the war in Iraq over the years, protested the, the Vietnam War? Okay, and you can make arguments whether or not those things should have happened. That's fine. Like, we could talk about that another time. But don't, don't turn around and tell me that I can't root against an American soccer team when you literally are rooting against American soldiers. You, you, you probably wouldn't say this, but, you know, loss of, maybe the loss of life bothers you as, as it should, any loss of life. Uh, but that's kind of was my point. My justification is like, I'm not going to sit here and listen to people who basically hate the U.S. military and thinks that they do no good ever. Only bad things. You, you, the military has only done horrible atrocities, never done anything good uh, in, in some people's eyes. So, yeah, I think I do have a right to root against the American soccer team. And, and I'm glad they lost because they don't represent uh, me. They may have USA on their chest. Sorry, not, not, not for me. Much like the Lakers. I've told you guys this before, LeBron James. And uh, even before the, the NBA went extra woke, I just, LeBron James, just because you wear a jersey that I like, a team that I like, doesn't mean I have to root for you. And um, I've seen that a lot more as my adult life has uh, evolved, if you will. So um, I don't know if you guys understand that analogy or not. As far as uh, how could you root against America? Well, I've seen people root against America in not sporting events, but um, especially this past year. Need I say more? People wanting America to crumble, wanting it. And, and America still being, I mean, how often do you hear on a daily basis how awful America is? I mean, we're told that America is evil, that uh, everything we've ever done has been you know, wrong and never helped anybody. And you just hear how awful a place this is. Yet people continue to come here. Um, so people legitimately do, I think, hate America. They don't say it that way but it's constantly criticizing how awful this place is meanwhile bearing uh getting to not, not bear the fruits but appreciate you know appreciate and, and live off the fruits that it produces so um for anyone telling me oh you cow could you root against the u.s women's soccer team that's how i justify it well there's a lot of people who hate america and i love america and, and i love america more I love, I love America more uh, to root against its women's soccer team than I do the, I don't know. Anyway, but I'm, I'm, my tongue is twisting here. But uh, if, if you guys have it, take issue with that, then by all means, it's a freedom of speech. It still exists, at least for now. Uh, so everyone's entitled to their opinions. They don't have to make people happy or whatever. But, um, you know, when I think of guys, people who represent America and people who I want to cheer for, I think I just read to you about two amazing young men who to me, those guys represent America represent uh, the greatness of this country, not the U S women's soccer team. So, and I know there's a few women on the team that are, I don't know. They stood for the anthem, you know, Carl, Carl, I don't know much about soccer or let alone women's soccer, 
So forgive me. I can't believe I've talked this much about it today. Uh, Carly Lloyd, I think is her name. I don't know. She, I think she stood for the, for the anthem or whatever it was. Um, so I will move on. I will move on. But uh, those were my thoughts regarding uh, the women losing and uh, cheering, cheering against, against them uh, because we don't need to root for people who uh, don't represent us uh, in a good, in a good light. Okay. Um, Bobby Bowden, legendary Florida state coach died over the weekend, um, 91 years old. And I think it was pancreatic cancer, um, legendary football coach, Florida state really put that program on the map when he took over, made it this really elite, elite program. And they had some good years there with Jimbo Fisher, uh, you know, Jameis Winston, you know, winning the national title and everything. But I mean, Bobby Bowden was just Mr. Seminole, really. He was, He's the standard. I mean, when you think of Florida State, yeah, you think of Deion Sanders. You think of uh, some uh, some great teams there in the '90s. Oh my goodness! Uh, the first three years of the BCS, I think Florida State was in the first three national championship games. They see Tennessee, then Virginia Tech, and then there was one. Anyway, they played in the first three BCS title games. Amazing teams in the '90s. There, um, great rival rivalry with the F- Florida, right? Uh, Florida State has kind of gone uh, gone the wrong direction, like a lot of premier programs have. But Bobby Bowden, rest in peace. Just a credible man, God fearing man, a guy that he had that Southern accent, and so when he talked, you're just like, I don't know, you. He, he made you feel, he made you feel like, yeah, he's, I like that. Yeah, that's Coach Coach Bowden, man. Like, I, I bet his players have just tremendous praise for him, as most players do with their coaches. But uh, rest in peace, Bobby Bowden, legend in college football who uh, I hope they do a, a really nice ceremony for him uh, when the football season opens here down in the Tallahassee, the great state of Florida. So uh, rest in peace, sir. Uh, one more Olympics thing. I think it was a high jump. This just just blew. You know, as, as you guys, as I've said before, I hate ties. Ties, sister kissers. There should be a worse name for it. Um, and I know there's ties in the NFL, which is a joke. There should never be a tie. I don't care what tie-breaking format you got to go to. No ties. Doesn't matter how long you play, whether it's the first team to score, whatever. No ties. It's ridiculous. So apparently there was some high jumpers in the Olympics, and and they they were the last two remaining. And after going at it back and forth, it was just like, hey, do you get? Can we just both have a gold medal, or what if we just stop right here and we're both gold medal winners? And they agreed to this, and I didn't know it was legal. Um, forgive me, I didn't look up the countries uh, or whatever. But they, and they're good friends, so it's a cool lovey-dovey story, whatever. But it was two gold medals and a bronze, so no silver. And I was like, no, 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 this isn't a team event where you can have multiple gold medal medal winners. Gold, silver, bronze. I mean, what is happening to this world? No ties. I mean, can you imagine? Like, you I don't know. You're 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 in the running for a job and it's you and this other person. And in the end, you're just like, Hey, what if you hired both of us for the same position? Maybe you need multiple people. I don't know. Maybe it's a terrible analogy, but I, no ties. Can we stop this? And, and this should not be supported. This should not be this wonderful, uh, uh, great emotional story. No, stop it. You worked for four years, well, five years, technically with the, the, the delay and everything. And, you're going to have a, a tie, two gold medals? Come on. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. And in the NFL, shame on you for still not 
We're still having a, a format in which ties can happen. The stupid 10 minute overtime now leads to more ties. Um, oh, I just, I hate it all. Uh, college football made some changes to their overtimes. I think uh, it's like you go for two earlier now. Forgive me. I'll look it up as the season gets closer. Uh, let's see here. COVID vaccine for who? Oh, for the military. Okay. Just some things to talk about. I, I, I try to keep track of all these, uh, these notes I write down and then things pop up on Twitter and things of that nature. Yeah. No tie gold medal tying. That was, that was so stupid. Okay. I talked about the NFL hall of fame and the speeches over the weekend were really, really good. Um, again, first the 2020 class highlighted by a couple people that I liked hearing uh, Isaac Bruce wide receiver for the Rams did play for uh, you know, the uh, I think the 49ers briefly too, but one of the best players in Rams history, greatest show on turf. I had no idea that he played college football at Santa Monica junior college before eventually going to Memphis, but Isaac Bruce, the Reverend, as they call him uh, very religious man, God fearing has been a tremendous leader in his community over the years. Uh, the, the Reverend, the Reverend Ike, God, I, I, I miss watching him uh, play, miss watching him catch balls for those, uh, those St. Louis Rams teams, the St. Louis Ram, the LA Rams of St. Louis is what we'll call them. Uh, Super Bowl champion. He had a great speech. I, I, I love seeing uh, Rams get in the Hall of Fame, as, as I'm sure anybody who has a team likes seeing their, their, their guys get in the Hall of Fame. Um, Troy Polamalu, legendary player for the Steelers, just tough as nails type of guy who didn't love watching him. I mean, jumping over piles. Uh, great player at USC, kind of was was uh, at the very beginning, his senior year, the very beginning of kind of USC, little mini dynasty there. Uh, one of the best all-around football players, I can honestly say, uh, a guy I think would have done well in any era in the NFL. Uh, you know, playing in the 60s and 70s when, you know, guys didn't, you know, there was there was no concussion protocols. There was none of that stuff. It was just, uh, you know, m- mitigated violence basically out there. So uh, he had a great speech. The Troy Palomalu speech was incredible. And these are like seven minute speeches. So if you have time, go check them out. Uh, Bill Cower, Steelers head coach uh, in the hall of fame, Jimmy Johnson. This is the class of 2020. Uh, Bill Cower, all those years got so close to the super bowl, got in the super bowl, lost it to uh, who was that? The Cowboys, uh, uh, not the Jimmy Johnson led Cowboys, but the, uh, the Barry Switzer led Cowboys, I believe. And, um, and then Jimmy Johnson, of course, multiple Super Bowls for the Cowboys, uh, did coach the Dolphins briefly came out of retirement. Who doesn't remember that? Um, but anyway, a couple of legendary names there, very legendary. Uh, there were some other names on here that I, I recognized and saw, uh, but you know, for the most part, you, uh, you know, the kind of the bigger names are people that I remember. Some of them I don't remember. Edgar and James uh, getting in on the class of 2020 as well. So uh, some, some great names there. Uh, Saturday night, their speeches were pretty good. But 2021 class was on Sunday and some incredible speeches there as well. Um, uh, let's see. Peyton Manning, I think, stole the show. Great speech, as always. Uh, not quite as good as his retirement speech, which is still one of the best things I've ever heard back in whatever you see 2021. So 2017, I think it was uh, just one of the best uh, speeches of all time, but he had a great speech there in Canton. He knew he had to hurry up. So he had to speak pretty quickly. Uh, Alan Fanica Steelers offensive lineman. 
did not look like an offensive lineman anymore. The dude has lost all kinds of weight. And I, I don't think people give the offensive line credit with how great of athletes these guys are because they have to stay at a certain weight, 300 plus pounds or whatever to perform. But I mean, most people over 300 pounds are not athletes, right? So to be an athlete uh, at that weight and that size is remarkable, but he trimmed up big time. And you see that a lot. I was talking to my, my buddy about that. You see that a lot with offensive linemen. They retire and then they just shrink, lose all kinds of weight. Uh, Mark Schlereth comes to mind, uh, lineman for the, uh, the Broncos for many years. So, man, Alan Fanica looked good, looked real good. Um, Charles Woodson, that was kind of special. His mom kind of brought him out. Um, really special, uh, special lady, sounded like. And he was very thankful and appreciative of her. Pretty good speech talking about his time with the Raiders and, uh, and of course, the Packers. Uh, John Lynch, I mean, when you think of safeties, much like Troy Polamalu, uh, John Lynch was just a guy that, man, he, he, he never was hurt, but he, he dropped the hammer all the time. I don't know if he could play in today's game because he'd get fined so much for illegal hits probably or what is deemed illegal. But that dude, I love watching John Lynch play um, all, all his time with the, let's see, the, the Broncos, the Buccaneers alongside Derek Brooks um, and uh, Warren Sapp, that nasty Bucks defense. Uh, just, just awesome stuff. Tom Flores, the uh, old Raiders coach, not, you know, pretty old uh, up, up there in age. So I think he was out in a wheelchair, but uh, still, I, I couldn't believe Tom Flores was not in the hall of fame yet for all the great work he did with the Raiders. So that was surprising, but it eventually came to him. So congrats to him after waiting for that many, many years, Calvin Johnson, Lions wide receiver, who, Put up great numbers, but retired really early. Retired at like 30, I think. 35 now. And I think I saw a stat. I should have looked this up. Jerry Rice. It said it said uh, Calvin Johnson is, is, is uh, at the being, excuse me, being inducted into the Hall of Fame at 35 years old. And then it listed all the stats that Jerry Rice had after turning 35. <laughs> it was like. Oh, okay, different class by himself for sure. But Calvin Johnson had a, a short career and a pretty decent one there with the Lions. Uh, retired pretty early, but uh, hey, congrats to him. Uh, Megatron, right, as they used to call him. And then let's see who else on here. Drew Pearson, the the other half of the first ever Hail Mary from Roger Staubach, right? The the uh, the first Hail Mary, uh, I think. What's How does the story go? I think it was against the Vikings in a playoff game. Anyway. Um, I don't know how they, if they originally called it the Hail Mary or what, but I think it was Roger Staubach who was like a big Catholic guy maybe. And, and they were asking him about the play and he just said something about, uh, we're doing our Hail Marys or something, whatever it was. I think that's, that's something somewhere along those lines is how the, the term Hail Mary came about, but uh, it was cool seeing Drew Pearson and Roger Staubach up there on stage. Uh, just, just legends, man. It makes you, it gets you excited for football season. I think I love the hall of fame enshrinement every year because you get to look back. We're, we're all looking forward to the season starting, but you get to look back and it just gets your the juices flowing for man. This is a great, great game, great sport. And to see the best you've ever done it. And maybe some guys get in that you're like, why did he get in there? Or, or there's guys that's like, man, why did it take so long for this guy to get in? But uh, either way, 
a fun, fun weekend. The Hall of Fame game was played. I didn't see any of it, but uh, a lot of people were were smiling because football is back from here until the Super Bowl. There's football every weekend now. Maybe not great football, preseason football, which I don't really watch, but knowing that it's there, knowing that it is on, and it just gets us closer to the regular season and this 17-game season we're going to see for the first time. So, uh, yeah, the Hall of Fame uh, speeches and and enshrinement was was great. And I left off a, a ton of names on there, but uh, I'm sure you guys know who they are and and uh, we'll, we'll check them out, some of the speeches anyway. Uh, I had this idea a few weeks back, and much like the walk-up music, the, uh, you know, when, what would be your walk-up song as a person, you know, coming up to bat or just uh, coming out for a fight, right? Uh, coming out of the tunnel, what would be your walk-up music? And so I got some great responses from you guys, which was, which was awesome. Uh, I love the interaction. I love when you guys write in, when you text me, do whatever uh, topics and questions and things. I know Bill Barnes loves that too. So here's what I want you guys to do. I, I teased this uh, not too long ago. But what I want you to do is I want you to give me your Mount Rushmore of your, your teams. Um, let's go through the list. Uh, we, we did this before with like, hey, send me your, your top 10, top 15 uh, sports moments, either games you attended or watched, just memories that, that you have. Uh, that was a lot of fun. So uh, it doesn't have to be the four best players, arguably, just you as a fan. And so for me, as an example, uh, by Mount Rushmore. And you got to keep, it's only four, right? Only four guys. Mount Rushmore, it, it's still, uh, it still exists as of now. I'm sure people want to tear it down, but uh, not, not, not yet. We still have a Mount Rushmore. So the, my Mount Rushmore of Rams, uh, LA Rams, they could be St. Louis Rams. Um, I got to go Kurt Warner. Love me some Kurt Warner. Um, it gets harder and harder because you got to limit it. You got to keep it to four. Uh, London Fletcher, probably my all-time favorite football player, uh, undersized linebacker who I, I hope should will be in the Hall of Fame someday. Um, I, I mentioned Isaac Bruce. He was so much fun to watch. I know all the, these guys are coming from kind of the same era right now. Um, so uh, Isaac Bruce, it's I, Marshall Falk. He was awesome to watch. I, I, a leader, just uh, incredible football player, like a just all around. Um, so either Falk or Bruce and that, I mean, Aaron Donald is so, I've never seen a defensive player change games the way he does. Uh, and I think he's probably the best overall football player in the league. So he's got to be on there. And it's a, it's a tough, tough one to call between Isaac Bruce and, uh, and Marshall Falk. I would probably give the nod to Bruce because I think he played longer and, uh, probably, I don't know, Marshall was, was a running back, caught a lot of passes, did things that not a lot of running backs did back then. It's and kind of evolved the position. So there's an argument there. Uh, I, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta think about it. Falk or, uh, or Isaac Bruce, uh, as far as my Mount Rushmore, but I want, I want to hear even from you Raider fans, you Niner fans, send me your, send me your Mount Rushmore of, uh, of your favorite players. And it doesn't have to be the best, the best players. It could just be guys that you like, that you like cheering for. Uh, as an example, uh, the Lakers for me, um, uh, and it could be guys that you didn't watch, but you've seen highlights or know about like magic Johnson to me is, is as far as Lakers go, uh, being the leader and the architect of showtime and just the guy who made passing 
passing the ball made that like super attractive. I think is awesome. Uh, I loved uh, Kurt Rambis. He's been, he's become a pretty good coach as well. Um, who else would I do for Lakers? Uh, the easy answer is, you know, Kobe Bryant and one of the greatest to ever, ever play. I mean, anytime he had the ball, you're just like, he's going to score. He's going to score. Uh, one of the best one-on-one players for sure. Um, but, and then uh, I loved watching Shaq, but who would I go with? Who would be like my fourth? Who was it? Derek Fisher would be tough to pass up on uh, just because, you know, he played defense really well took charges, which I was always a big fan of. And uh, man, that, that left-handed stroke of his draining uh, important shots, most notably that 0.4, 0.3, whatever it was against the Spurs. And then of course, hitting some big three pointers, but Robert Ori, ah, man, see, I, I love big shot Rob just because he showed up when it mattered, you know? So it's, it's tough. It's harder than you think. It's a lot harder than you think because you, you leave people out and you're like, Oh, I got to keep this to four. Uh, with the Dodgers for me, I mean, two of the four, or excuse me, Ch- Chick Hearn. Chick Hearn is, is probably uh, my, my first Laker because he was always there for me, uh, much like Vince Scully. Vince Scully's on my Mount Rushmore of Dodgers. Um, uh, loved him. I'm trying to think as a kid who, who I liked watching. I haven't watched as much Dodger baseball over the past few years, but uh, as a kid, I, I liked Mike Piazza. I thought he was the greatest. I hated seeing him go. I, I always felt like, all my favorite Dodgers, I hated becoming like attached to them because I felt like every single time they were traded. The Dodgers, we could do a whole podcast on on bad Dodger trades, at least in my eyes. Uh, but uh, who else Dodger wise? Um, yeah, Mondesi was cool. I mean, throwing people out from all over the field. Uh, uh, but yeah, Vince Scully for sure. Vince Scully and, and Chick Hearn are definitely on my Mount Rushmore of of Dodgers and Laker greats. So uh, that's just an example of a few that I want you guys to send me. I want you to send me uh, your, your thoughts on those things. Uh, could be anything, any team you want, any, uh, any sport. I'll even take some soccer ones if you guys want. Um, although, although I don't know all the, the soccer leagues and everything. So send me your Mount Rushmore of uh, your favorite teams. And again, your favorite players. Uh, I, I want to hear this. I want to get emails from you guys and also send me some questions uh, for Bill Barnes, some topics. What do you guys want to hear about? I always say this, but I truly do mean it. Send me some stuff because uh, it helps stimulate uh, the show really and keep, gets things, uh, get things in motion. So you know where to email us, uh, get home safe podcast at yahoo.com. And of course, social media, we're all over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, most of our posts are on Facebook as far as information, who's coming on the program, all things like that. So, okay. I might just do it today. We haven't quite gone an hour. It might be a little short, shorter show than normal, but I thought, you know, that it might be. Um, but anyway, that that's it for me today. I won't try to fill the hour guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're back. We're back with new podcasts here in moving forward. We'll be back Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, like we have been uh, for Man, almost a year now. Uh, that's a scary thought. Almost a year under this new format. Wow. Man, that's crazy, crazy stuff. Time flies when you're having fun, right? So I uh, hope you're ready for some football upcoming. I'm excited. Uh, let's see. Hard Knock starts Tuesday with the Dallas Cowboys. That should be fun to watch. Uh, Bill Barnes will be here. We're probably recording Tuesday. Probably recording Tuesday. I think he's coming over here. If not, we'll do it Wednesday, and it will be a later episode release. But as always, 
look for uh, social, our, all our posts on social media. Uh, Thursdays, we put out a picture of our upcoming guest with some information uh, for the for the Friday episodes. And uh, yeah, any other topics, things you want you want me to talk about or me, me to talk about with Bill? Any any uh, guest suggestions? I'm all ears, guys. I'm all ears. So send them my way. I love hearing from you guys, knowing that uh, who exactly is listening, because you never do know. I recorded with Rod Bazuzzi recently, and he'll be on the program here soon. And it was cool hearing him. I, he's someone I've never really talked to before and him talking how great he loved the podcast and love hearing from different people and things. So uh, very proud of the product and moving forward and just want to keep this thing going. So I say it every week, but I do mean it. Content, suggestions, topics, questions, uh, potential guests, definitely any suggestions you guys have will be, uh, will be taken in and, uh, and, and try to make happen uh, one way or another. But um, we're back Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, Mondays, again, mostly sports, recapping what's going on. But the next couple of Mondays with either uh, my girlfriend, Valerie, talking about our move. Uh, and then after that, the uh, Mondays with Mark Carson as we kind of look forward to the upcoming Real Hondo Prep football games and recapping them as the season goes along. Uh, Wednesdays with Bill Barnes, my good friend, the retired police officer on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in and a new guest every Friday, some returning guests, which we're going to probably be having some uh, people come back on the program. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I look forward to talking to people again. So uh, there'll be plenty of that, but I appreciate you guys for tuning in uh, every week. It was nice being off last week, but I'm ready to get back into the swing of things here on the get home safe podcast. And uh, can't do it without you guys. I could, but you know, it's, it's no fun. If, nobody's listening. So guys, thank you for joining us today on the get home safe podcast. I look forward to bringing you more episodes here as uh, the football season is approaching and just, uh, you know, the summer summer's almost over. How crazy is that? So uh, we'll be back with Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in and Andy Angelo, my good friend on Friday will join us. So that's the schedule. That's what to look forward to, but guys, until then, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, Get home safe. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. We greatly appreciate the support. We know we have a lot of loyal listeners out there, but we always want to keep people informed of the many ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. We have various social media platforms. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. There's plenty of ways and options to listen to the Get Home Safe Podcast. Anchor helps distribute our podcast to places like Apple, Spotify, Google, and many more. We also have a YouTube channel that is brand new for us. Not a whole lot of content on there yet, but we're going to try to put out more and more video episodes in going forward, as well as short clips here and there regarding uh, big events that happen uh, over the course of time. So lots of options out there, guys. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, offer uh, some suggestions or content uh, topics, or uh, just ask us some random questions. We always appreciate that. I know Bill Barnes does, especially on Wednesdays. So uh, looking forward to to continue to bring you great episodes here on the Get Home Safe podcast on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Guys, have a great rest of the week. And as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.